Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. Sorry. Are you there? Are we working? Yeah, no, we I, had to, it? I had to yawn. Uh, and my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing all right, my friend. How about yourself? Pretty good. Flew home today. It's Ooh. been great. Yeah, yeah. I've been up mm. since 3 a.m. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. No, I got slept a little on the plane. It was not bad at all, actually. Pretty, pretty okay flights. Why were you in Iowa? I was working. So you didn't go to Iowa for no reason? No, yeah. No one goes to Iowa hmm. just because they're like, hmm, I need somewhere to go. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I should cool. check out Iowa. I have about 15 pictures of cornfields I can share with you if you really want to know what Iowa looks like. Sure. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> they're on my Facebook. Go check them out. Cool, man. We are not here to talk about corn. We're here. We should. We should. We should have a corn-based podcast. <laughs> no, we are here to talk Star Trek Lower Decks. It is Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2, so that means 10 more bonus episodes from two guys who aren't qualified to talk about Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm pretty qualified to talk about it. I watched all the episodes. I'm pretty qualified. To yeah, talk about it. sorry. Not qualified to uh, give any sort of informed opinion. I'm practically an expert. You're we're expert now. Is that it? All right, we're experts. <laughs> you heard it here first. You listen to anyone else's opinion, you're wrong. <laughs> this is going to be a, a slightly different format than our most of our previous episodes. Our bonus episodes, if you're a first-time listener, usually just involves our first initial reactions, maybe something we did or didn't like, and uh, then we sign off. No format. Yeah. No notes. I watched the episode an hour and a half ago. I know this is coming out on a Saturday because at my aforementioned travel kind of messed us up a little bit, but in the future, the rest of the season for Lower Deck Season 2 should be releasing episodes on Fridays. Yes. Our goal to release an episode every day of the week is coming to fruition. Yes. So. Yes. We just, <laughs> we need more listeners so we can get, I, I don't know how you make money on podcasts. Is it ads? I don't know. We don't do ads. Yeah. We're not doing ads. Uh, maybe Patreon. I don't know. If you really want to give me money, you know how to reach me. Yeah. We can we can work it out. <laughs> and uh, then I can have the free time to have seven podcast episodes a week. Cash at me, baby. Maybe even more. Back to Season Star Trek. Two, episode one, Strange Energies. Yes. Which, starting off the season with classic Trek trope. Yep. I guess you could say. It's a bit of a trope, but it's also a big reference to literally the first time it ever happened. Yeah, but like in every every series of Star Trek, even in some of the movies, there's always just some some energy that we can't figure out why it does what it does or how it happens. Oh, somebody becomes super powerful, whether that's omniscient. Gary yeah. Mitchell, as referenced in this episode, or Barkley yeah. for some dumb reason. Or Riker. Or, yeah. He does get made into a Q member. That's right. Or yeah. I'm sorry, a member of the Q continuum. Yeah. It becomes but, Q. <laughs> so I really dug just going to start us off here off the bat here. I really enjoyed the idea that the this thing had existed already on this planet where I think for the most part most of the time whenever like it's some it's like a uh, energy that turns someone to a crazy space being it always happens in space. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I did like that Beckett was like, "Hey, I'm going to try to clean this planet up." And then caused a big mess. Yeah. I thought it was good funny. intentions. Yeah. Ill thought out. <laughs> I liked this episode as a run-of-the-mill, monster-of-the-week-style Star Trek episode. I think it falls a little flat as a season opener, especially mm -hmm. with... It feels like some regression from where we ended up in, at the end of season one. And that, that might... I mean, obviously, that's probably on purpose. 
I'm not sure where they're going with it. Hopefully that's just the feeling I'm getting from this one episode. But that's just the overall story arc and the overall character arcs and lower decks. I think that Ransom was the perfect character to get an inflated ego, literally, <laughs> and try to eat the ship. I don't think you could have done anyone else done it with anyone else. And I think we probably should have started this episode by telling the people that we're about to spoil this episode of television and all future Star Trek Lower Decks episodes we release will just be spoiler. They're just spoiler territory. If you're just wondering about the show and whether it's worth watching or not, yes, the show's worth watching. Go back and uh, listen to our episode on on episode one, season one. We talk more about that. But no, I think that the character use of his character for that made perfect sense. It really fit. Uh, (laughs) He starts making everything gym equipment. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if we're being honest. Oh, man. You mentioned it to me earlier off pod. I didn't expect this episode to go this way because it cold opens in the middle of a Cardassian interrogation room. Yes. And like about ha- like, I don't know if it was halfway through, but at some point I realized she was wearing like exercise clothing. I saw that. And I was like, was, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, why would Beckett be in exercise clothing in a Cardassian detention room? I thought they maybe like <laughs> stripped her down, you know, like they made they yeah. strip Picard down or what have you. I actually realized that it was the that it was the holodeck about four seconds before it's revealed that they're on the holodeck. And I felt kind of dumb because hologram Boimler says, I'm just a hologram in the middle of yeah, all of this. And I, didn't yeah, I don't have it. feelings. I don't have feelings. <laughs> well, no he, no, he said that. He said that. And I was like, why would they kidnap a e, like an well, ENH? I, well, I was like, oh, it's a decoy or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what's happening? Yeah. Like, the, okay, we're like, we're in media res and it's awesome. And it's like a ton of action, probably a little too much action, honestly. And then... It pulls out of it, which I'm glad they did because it like the holodeck, that's a good use of the holodeck. Get a whole bunch of action that's way too much that doesn't really make any sense. And then, oh, it's the holodeck and they're just messing around. I actually was a little upset that she was able to get out of the Cardassian prison so easily. So I was like, Picard (laughs) couldn't get out of the Cardassian prison. She can't get out of the Cardassian prison. What the heck? I was offended. He didn't have the USS McDuff. No, Just but he also didn't even get bay. that far, you know. <laughs> I was very excited. So if anyone who actually follows the pod knows that I, I recently finished a rewatch of all of Deep Space Nine. So when the episode opens up and I'm like, oh, those this Cardassian ships. Oh, look, that's Cardassian Starbase. Oh, I'm like, okay. All right. Awesome. Like, I'm like, this is stuff that I'm like, I just got re-familiarized with. So I was really, really cool to see. How did you like the the TNG reference joke? Did you catch what Boimler yells after uh, no. after Beckett leaves? No, I'm sorry. Please help me. They keep showing me lights. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I got it. No, I got it. <laughs> it was just right here. Listeners of the show, you can't see me, but it's just, it was this is a just little right on here. the nose. Yes, it was a little, on, a little the nose. on the nose. Yeah. Still, though, I mean, if you're going to be in a Cardassian prison, you might as well reference that episode, which is a fantastic episode of uh, Next Generation. We get Jennifer again. Like they're bringing her up. I want a Jennifer episode. I want an episode this season where we follow Jennifer, where she's a main character. Like maybe a flashback episode about how her and Mariner had a a falling out over whatever it is. Maybe Mariner cost her a promotion or something. I don't know. But the fact that we have an Andorian named Jennifer. (laughs) She's just a hater. Well, Mariner's a hater. Fantastic animation. I think the intro was redone. The theme and all that. 
Did you notice it was a little bit different? I don't think so. I don't think it's different. I will listen to it now. I think it's the same. No, it's very similar, but the I think the music is the same, but it looks updated, like visually. I'd have to look at it side by side. I haven't done that. I might I might pull up YouTube videos and see if I can pull up, or just, I guess, pull up <laughs> Paramount Plus and watch an old episode and a new one. No, someone made a supercut. <laughs> someone did? Oh, no, I'm, I'm just saying someone probably Oh, will. yeah, I'm sure yeah. they will before yeah. I am able to, but... <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a little bit of a visual upgrade. Everything looks crisp, looks nice. I mean, last season looked great too, so it's definitely not a it's, you know, not bad to keep improving as it were. You know, we talked a lot when we were watching the season 1 episodes about the little references and I guess easter eggs. I haven't looked up anything really. And obviously my favorite one is the one I already mentioned, the lights and then the <laughs> shine in his face as she runs away. Did you catch anything besides that? I don't know why the planet looked so much like um, it looked just like stock generic background number one. Oh, like, but I like that. Like, well, I think it. it's someone showed it to me once, but I think if you look at the Klingon homeworld from Next Generation and then you look at Cardassia mm, Prime, yep. like they're almost the exact same. At least they used to be probably before the digital remaster. But I mean, it's just like all the, the angular buildings, like the big the pyramids. Like the columns and the the obelisks, it just all looked very, very stock standard. <laughs> I liked a homeboy not being able to decide which is their subspace ID number. I think like that was yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I've read somewhere that um the idea of just her being able to find a forklift and a boulder was very like Bugs Bunny or Looney Tunes esque. A little. They like, did you know they did mention that they came out of their this these people came out of their industrial revolution and just never cleaned up. So right. that forklift probably right. just sitting around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it Gassed was just up like, or charged up and ready to go. <laughs> she's just like, Hey, the last time we stopped this guy, we put a boulder on him. And then she's, she's just, like, I'm going to go find a boulder. And then she rolls one. out and finds a boulder. <laughs> uh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. She, she says what the solution is or says what the solution was and that she's going to do it again. And then 20 minutes later, <laughs> she drops a boulder from a forklift, crushing yeah. ransom. <laughs> this is the first episode without shacks. This is the first episode without shacks. I feel like let me I meant to double check this. So I'm looking it up now because not only did we not take notes, I didn't prepare in any way at all. Yeah. So shacks is still in the opening credits. Oh. So I'm maybe assuming be there'll be a holograms or flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he didn't die. I found it. The intro. Let me show you here. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Why do you care so much about the intro? It's just changing? cool that they changed it. I well, when I rewatch a show, Star Trek or otherwise, every I usually skip the little intro theme song. But the beginning of a season, I always watch it again just in case it's changed or different. You know. So in the intro. In season one, the Cerritos comes across a bunch of Romulan warbirds fighting Borg cubes, right? And then it just turns around and walks away. <laughs> no, I say it walks, walks away. It flies away. <laughs> Definitely doesn't walk. That's not what spaceships do. It, uh, in, it putters about. <laughs> it putters about. In season two, yeah, for one, that just watching these on YouTube, you can tell there's a quality difference. But that scene in particular, there are pack-led ships. And Klingons fighting the Borg cubes as well as the Romulan warbirds. Mm. 
I guess they did change it. Yeah, yeah. there's some different. Yeah, the board cubes look different. Yeah, you should definitely um, watch. Like you can find it. I mean, go on Paramount Plus and pull up a random season one episode, and then pull up a random season two episode, or I guess random season two episode, the only season two episode <laughs> at this point, um, or find them on YouTube, and you can see there's a significant difference. I, this, the song's that. the same, but I'm not just talking to you. I know you're not going to do it. <laughs> but I wonder how many enemies they can squeeze into that one scene as they go. I'm interested in when exactly Boimler rejoins the Cerritos. Ah. I have a feeling it'll probably be in the next episode, if not episode three. I'm interested in, well, because I think Jonathan Frakes will do as many appearances as Riker as he is able to do. Like, sure. I remember reading somewhere that like it's one of his favorite roles ever, which if you look at his IMDb page, there's not a lot that didn't say the word actor. He's done a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Like directing, producing, writer. So I just I wonder at what point they'll drop him off and he'll be back on the well, thing. I mean, he recorded all of his lines for this episode in less than ten minutes. So I mean, it's not oh, like it's sure. a big time sink because he's not not that he's not actually acting, but he's not physically acting. Doesn't have to have. Right. There's not a, a bunch of scheduling that needs to be done. So it's a little bit easier to do. Personally, I'm fine yeah, if yeah, Boimler yeah. doesn't rejoin until the finale, and <laughs> all we get is. 30 to 60 seconds of him on the Titan stressed out. It just super cuts, super cut <laughs> jokes of whatever the heck is happening with the Titan with no context. I'm fine with that for the next eight episodes. Let's do it. And then suddenly it becomes a thing in the, in the, uh, the finale. I'm, I'm in. I don't remember what they said, but like he, they said, like, we're going to experience some kind of thing. And prepare for <laughs> like, gluonic compression or yeah, just something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and like the look on Riker's face, like it's just this weird mix of like orgasmic joy. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> crazy space stuff. And then they do it. It's amazing. He loves his um, job, man. Yeah. He loves his job. Is it safe to say that you overall liked this episode? Yeah. When you said that it was a little bit of regression, I don't necessarily agree only because I think this show's based on subverted expectations. Almost every Mm. single episode, like, okay, you know, this, oh yeah, this is Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. So now they're on this planet and now Ransom's turned into this omniscient being. Oh no. What are we going to do? And then we spend an entire episode of them, like either trying to reason Increase the amount of power he has, trying to avoid him, which are all things that they do in various episodes involving an omniscient being or some kind of something following them around in space that they're not able to immediately defeat. Right. 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 And so you're like, what are they going to do to overcome this? (laughs) Squash it with a boulder. Yeah, and then they do exactly what you should have done from the beginning, which is squash it with a boulder. Yeah, kind of. That being said, that was pretty much like the first episode of Star Trek Next Generation, right? Where they yeah. had the, the big floating alien in space. They didn't know, they weren't sure what to do. I mean, lots of first season episodes are bombs. I mean, they were in, we're in season two, right? We, we that's, had a well, no, that's what I meant. Like, you meant like a season openers. B- opener. Openers. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. No, no, like, no I meant I'm going to look it up right now. Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm going to look at all the season openers. Season two, episode one, The Child. Ugh. <laughs> Look, some traditions are better left dead. All right. Season three, episode one, evolution. Nanites escape Wesley Crusher's lab. Did I not make a joke about that a few weeks ago? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay. We're getting a little better. Season four, best of both worlds, part two. Oh, well, of course. Yes. It's pretty good. Season five, episode one, redemption, part two. Pretty good. Season six, 
episode one, Time Zero Part Two, pretty good. Uh, Time Zero is actually for being not on the ship is one of, is a pretty good double episode. Yeah. yeah. And then season seven, episode one, Descent Part Two, the Borg are being led by Lore. That's a really bad episode. It's um, harsh. I yeah. don't want to start talking about that episode because I have a rant. I have a rant. It's like a thirty minute <laughs> rant. Uh, it involves so, how that should have been a movie uh, and it should have been three hours long. And there's so <laughs> much morality play that we could get into and data should have died. All right. <clears throat> that was, so. that was my 30 minute rant condensed into 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. I think it's regressed in the character arcs. Like one of the main complaints that people had in season one of lower decks, le- legitimate complaints, not just people knuckle dragging about how a comedy and cartoons aren't Star Trek was that Mariner doesn't have consequences. She just does what she wants and she's either right or when she's not right, it all works out. And then she, she gets put in the brig and air quotes, and then she comes out and she gets back to her job. Like nothing bad happens because that's where she wants to be. So she's able to just do whatever she wants, seemingly whenever she wants, and it all works out. And I mean, I thought that was a legitimate complaint in season one, and I was hoping they would do something with it. And then they did. I thought it built it built up to her having an explosive episode with, well, with the whole holodeck thing, but with her mother and then them having to come together and, and the, like actual real danger and them deciding to work together. But then we start season two and it's OK, they've been working together, but their idea of working together isn't even working together. Mariner just does whatever she wants. It's the same thing. It just now the captain just goes, okay. And she has even less consequences. So it's it's not even what they really hinted at at the end of season one. And now we're right back to where we were. The scenes where Mariner and the captain are arguing with one another through the view screen on the bridge, <laughs> they really upset me. Okay. The captain arguing with an ensign and only arguing with that ensign because it's their daughter. And then that ensign, like blatantly disregarding direct orders and doing whatever they wanted to do, just it, it upset me. And I, uh, there was a moment where I thought, oh, okay, when Captain Freeman is complimenting <laughs> Ransom's, Ransom's uh, ego, his head in space, and like trying to deflate him or what have you, and it's working, I thought, oh, this is it's going to work, and Mariner's going to mess it up by doing whatever she said she's going to do, anyways. And then she'll have actual consequences because she's going to be she's going to have caused something horrible to happen to another person that we know she actually cares about. Because I think it's hinted at and basically set out said straight that I mean she cares about Starfleet. She just handles it in a different way. But then that didn't happen. Mariner was still right. The captain was wrong. And she you know, she gets put in the brig and uh, we get a funny little joke where she's drawn a castle on the brig wall and it says Mariner's HQ and has like check marks on it or something for however long she's been in there. Like it's making light of the consequences. This is the first episode where her lack of consequences and her baby like really bothered me. Like I thought we were having character growth and that's what I mean by regression as it feels like they're just like, nope, we've reset to episode three of season one and you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I get that like they didn't want to, maybe they didn't want to change that dynamic super drastically but resetting it to square one is kind of, I don't know. I get everything you're saying. Okay. I understand exactly where you're coming from. It's still an absurdist cartoon show. It is. <laughs> but it, and it has. You can, have char- you can have character development and not have to have, like, it doesn't have to abide by the stringent laws of Starfleet. It doesn't, but it was worse in this episode. Like, they have their arguments and she gets away with things. 
and she gets punished, what have you. And she needs to learn her lesson. But in this episode, she's doing it publicly. The rest of the officers on the bridge, which we don't really see the reactions to all this because it's all close-ups of the captain. They're seeing this happen. Like, that's just not... They saw it happen last season. A little bit, yeah. No, like, all the time. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> it different rev- because they're it- no, because the captain is actively letting her do it instead of... Like, there's a difference between you getting away with something and me punishing you and me yelling at you not to the whole time versus me letting you do it. Like, the captain gave her permission to go power wash or whatever, clean this stuff without talking to the people about it, which caused all this stuff. And then she's lying to an admiral. I get that it's it's comedy, it's a cartoon, and I guess I would feel better if this wasn't the opening episode, if that makes sense. Like, I, I feel like I needed something before this so that it's not doesn't feel like more of the same thing. And I get what you're saying. It is an absurdist cartoon. It is a comedy. I'm willing to let certain things go because it, it's not a drama, right? It's not 90s Trek. It's an homage to it, but it's got its own, it's got its own thing going on. But it is canon, and we, and we have to have some sort of something. I don't know if it's never going to impact anything outside of itself, which would be unfortunate because I think it, it has a place in the Kurtzman era of Star Trek. You know, f- so be it. But I was hoping for more. Okay. Overall, I'm still very happy with the episode. I, I think it's a good filler episode and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. It's not like it killed everything for me. I'm just setting this killed some of my it deflated me a little bit. My ego was ransom sized and now it's slightly smaller ransom sized. Right. And I just. I'm hoping for better for the rest of the season. I guess the concept, because we, we don't get to see what the consequences might be outside of this episode, because now, because of the end of last season, everybody knows right. that the captain is her mother. Yeah. So before it was a secret, and then the crew was just like, why does Beckett get, like, why does she get away with all these things? And now we know, right? I wouldn't want to work for that captain if that was the case. Like, I would want out. I would be transferring. If I was, if I was ransom, I would be beyond upset. I would have already gone to the Admiralty and been like, look, <laughs> this is happening, blah, 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 blah. And you know what? And you're right, though. This episode ends. We could easily see the fallout of this episode in the next yeah. episode. Did they do it next time on Lower Decks? I didn't see. As soon as the episode ended, I had to do other things. Yeah, I turned it off during the credits. because I think it was it popped up with the whole, you know, recommendations for other things. So I'm not sure if it did or didn't. And I would have turned it off anyways. I was just curious if you watched it. So, But you're right. Yeah. So there could be consequences. I might be. This might be all premature. It might just be setting us up for the old one-two. I don't know. I get what you're saying, because that was one of the fears we had of the show when it was first announced. Or, like, I guess when we first... The first episode we watched, I was like, if this is just going to be a stupid comedy... Right. I You, you can go back and listen to that first Impressions episode where we watched the pilot. You, I said, I don't know how I feel, because I don't know what's going to happen to the show. Yes. And even if it remains dumb, absurdist yeah. comedy... I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that because I think you can have character development and character arcs that don't involve staying within the stringent regulations of Starfleet. I mean, you know, that's the best part about Star Trek is when they go outside the lines. It is, I guess. But not to this extreme, I agree. I guess we're kind of in different, like I'm taking your position, uh, which if anyone wants to go back and hear our initial thoughts, that is episode 16 of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. We'll introduce ourselves very differently back then. <laughs> I was going to say they might start it up and go, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> we were the B-roll <laughs> podcast initially. I feel like if this goes the way of every other cartoon adult comedy show where the characters never grow and the characters never change, yeah. then it's a failure in my eyes. I can laugh at it and I can enjoy it. 
but it's Star Trek and it's supposed to be different. Mm-hmm. If they're so reliant on a formula that, that they build up a whole season one, look at what we can do with the storytelling and the character arcs inside of still having comedy and all of these uh, just Easter eggs and references and like make it really part of this breathing. Like make it's a show that feels like Star Trek, like it, it not just uh, like the ideals or what have you, but it takes place in Star Trek as a universe. Mm-hmm. Right. But then they get a season two and they get scared to do anything new because, oh, well, look what look what worked for the first seven or eight episodes of season one or even nine episodes of season one. We better just keep doing that. And they play it safe. I'm disappointed in the writers. I'm disappointed in Mike McMahon or whoever made, makes those decisions. They need to go boldly <laughs> into you know new areas. They, they're obviously very talented. Where no comedy has gone before. Sure. Uh, yeah. Just... <laughs> Keep it up. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's the the key difference a lot of times between like a drama and a comedy is that the comedies, even non-cartoon ones, when you get comedy te- television in particular, a lot of times there isn't character growth. A lot of times you get flanderized characters and they're just doing the same thing week to week to week and there's really no growth. Or if there is, it's yeah. so gradual that it doesn't. In this, this is a 10 episode season following another 10 episode season. You can't have gradual in a 10 episode season, man. Like that's, we're going to be another year from now. We're going to be like, oh, we're looking at episodes, you know, 21 through 30. Hopefully now they'll do something different, you know. And I get that the show is called Lower Decks and it's about Lower Deck characters. And so eventually if those characters are no longer Lower Decks, maybe we get new characters. Like it's an idea that doesn't have to stay with the same four or five characters all the time. I mean, I know there's a lot that goes into that and I'm, it's Star Trek. So I have lofty expectations. <laughs> and if that, is that fair? Probably not, but I'm not going to change the fact that I have them. It's important to me. Well, I won't take that away from you. Cause I think that's fair. I've talked a lot though, please. It's something you've spent a majority of your adult life enjoying. Oh, life in general. Yeah. I think it's reasonable for you to have an opinion that's strong. And I don't think that you're wrong in thinking that. And hopefully we do get some character progression, but we have talked a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, please, the show is absolutely worth watching. If you're not a Star Trek fan and you're afraid you won't get references or what have you, you can still watch it. If you're not a Star Trek fan, I don't know why you're listening to this. I mean, welcome. You made it this far for us talking about stuff that means nothing to you. I said the word pack lead. Now, you don't know what I'm talking about. Borg. <laughs> Sounds Swedish. <laughs> they might, they'd probably know Klingon. I think Klingon's pretty much, that, that's in the lexicon. That's, you know, that's part of the zeitgeist that is American <laughs> pop culture, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. While I'm, I was a little disappointed in some parts, overall, the story with Ransom, the B story that we haven't even talked about with Rutherford and Teeny and the... Tindy, yeah. Tindy, yeah, yeah. And the, the pears and the medical shotgun. Awesome. Well, follow us on your favorite social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and at Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Facebook, the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group. Go to your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Like, subscribe, review, five stars, five stars, thumbs up, heart, whatever. Uh, share us with your friends. Share us with your enemies. We had a record-breaking month for July. And uh, so far, we're keeping that momentum going all the way into August. So pretty excited about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just want to once again, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to stay hydrated, stay safe, and remember that you are loved by the hosts and the community of this podcast. Thanks, guys. Watch out for boulders. Boulders.
that was that was all right. <laughs> Not your best. If you're an omniscient being, watch out for boulders. There you go. <laughs> if you gain omnipotence, <laughs> don't go near rocks. <laughs> Stay away from the cat people.